0: The Packer and Durham Podcast. Packer and Durham Power Hour. This is really the extended Power Hour since Eric got in here early. <laughs> I like that Drew thing. Carter. That's that dude over there. He's making his appearance, my making first his power debut. Hour.
1: Yeah, very first. I'm a little nervous. No, I'm sweating don't think. Over We'll here. be here. Okay. We'll be here, man. You passed the sniff test. That's the, them, that's the hardest part sure. of the whole show. The literal it. sniff test yeah. with the dogs. <laughs> yeah. Chester
0: and Fuller. Once they give you the the paw up, you're good to go. All right. All right. We'll get to the other games, but you have another question though, about
1: well. I mean, yeah, we talked about the Dabo ESPN article with Chris Lowe a bunch earlier in the show. I'm just curious, your biggest takeaway from that story as a Clemson guy yourself?
2: Yeah, really, I think we've kind of been there, done that with you know the NIL stuff, and people want to make whatever they want with that. Uh, talk to the players, you know, if you have questions about Coach Sweeney's thoughts on that. Talk to the the opportunities that he's hoping and pushing these guys within the scope of legalities uh, that that he wants those guys to get. That transfer portal, it is what it is. That that's his stance. He, he doesn't have to go to the transfer portal. He he builds it from within, or at least thinks that that's what he wants to do. Um. So so it's just it's who he is. The biggest thing that I think we should take away, which I've said this for three or four years now, is let's blow up college football. There's a different realm that I think this thing can get to when you look at those problems. And the example he used, Middle Tennessee and Alabama, they're not the same. And yet they're treated the same. And they're under the same governing body, the same governing rules. And number one, it's not fair to Middle Tennessee State. Number two, it's not fair to Alabama. So let's try to figure this thing out where there is a gap. We all know that. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger with all these different rules, especially with NIL. So I I think that that's where it's going. I really do. I I would not be surprised, Drew, in – especially the, the, maybe the next 10 years, we see this thing look dramatically different.
0: There's no question about that. The problem is, who is they right. to figure it out? There <laughs> right. is no they. Right. right. You've got to have some smart people involved with all that stuff. All right, let me get back to games. Uh, NC State, Dave Dorn, tons of expectations. Everybody in their brother's back. Got a quarterback who can flat-out deal. Uh, there's a lot to like about NC State.
2: There there really is, and it starts with Devin Leary. You talk about that quarterback, the things that he is able to do, guys. It's just really special. I mean, I've been beating the TVDs, the number one quarterback in the ACC drum for, for the postseason, the offseason right now. But after what I saw here, I, I don't know if there's uh, another guy that can challenge quite like Devin Leary can. He can make every throw. He has the understanding of this offense, and going into year three as the starter with the same coordinator, I expect to see a Kenny Pickett-like jump. I expect to see the the numbers match the, the talent. I expect to see maybe 4,000 plus yards, maybe 40 plus touchdowns. I know that would blow NC State records out of the water, I get it, but I just have to think that when you have all that you do coming back, What did NC State not do last year effectively? Run the football. They just lost two of their best running backs. They lost the best offensive lineman in the draft. I don't think they're forcing that narrative when they have such a great quarterback, when they have the weapons around him to throw the football. So I, man, look out. I'm not saying air raid attack, but I think Devin Leary is going to be slinging that thing all over the
1: all over the yard. The red squad won 50-7 to seven <laughs> over the white squad. I hope you weren't rooting for the white squad if you were in, in Raleigh. I,
2: I, we, does anybody know the rules? Were they split like ones and twos versus threes and fours? Everyone's different. Because it all, wasn't like Coach Sweeney and, and Pitt. Like.
0: All, all I know is Brooks had the white in 42 and he was really disappointed. That a boy. That a boy Brooks. Did, did didn't Pitt, didn't Pitt do a draft? Pitt did a draft.
2: So Pitt yeah. was super equal. You know, Coach Sweeney and Clemson, they separated the best they can. I don't think NC State did that. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't think so. And if, if they did, then the white squad has to go back to the drawing work, board. A lot of work to For do. sure. But mentioned Pittsburgh. I mean, they're the reigning champs. Uh, you mentioned Kenny Pickett there. That's the big question mark is who's going to replace him. What did you think of Pitt's spring game? How'd yeah, really,
2: I, I thought it was very similar to my thoughts on Clemson. The fact that their defense is very, very good. Offense didn't quite have all their pieces. We know, of course, uh, great, wide, great wide receiver Jordan Addison did not play. Uh, so certainly that's a disadvantage for any quarterback. Seemed like the offensive linemen, all five are coming back. Did not seem like all five were available in any sense of the word there. So I think it's still hard to tell. I think we do have a true quarterback battle going into the summer, unless you know these coaches saw more than we, unfortunately, were able to in the spring game. Of course, they had 15 straight practices with these guys. But I, I have to kind of lean towards Slovis. I, I think his arm is live. He, he has a big-time arm. I saw him backpedaling, throwing at 40 yards. I saw him being in awkward motion, slinging that thing out there. But Nick Patty's going to be right there. He's gritty. Nick is very gritty and, and obviously has been with this team for quite some time. So I, I don't think we're going to have a QB1 right until kickoff with Pitt.
0: Jordan Travis is going to be the starter for Florida State. Uh, He talked after the game about, man, I think we're going to score a ton of points. Uh, I liked what Florida State did in the second half of last year, where it really could have gone south in a hurry. What about the Knowles as maybe a sleeper? Not necessarily to win the league. I know they'd love to, but I think they can cause some problems. I
2: think, yeah. I think fully buying into Jordan Travis as your guy, which I think they have already done that by not going to the transfer portal, not going after another quarterback. Let's build this entire offense around him. and, and, The spring game doesn't really do his game justice because it's kind of two-hand touch for the quarterback. He's a guy that can create. He's a magician back there. When all hope looks lost, oh, my goodness, where'd Jordan go? Oh, there he is, 30 yards downfield. So I think that's the type of player he is. Was very encouraged by the running attack that we saw from Florida State and think, man, if, if we can center around that, if we're a running team at our core, you like your chances because the run that they went on, Pac, you mentioned it. I mean, we were looking at the season, I'm like, Are they going to win two games? What's going to happen? Coach Norvell, that locker room, Jermaine Johnson, guys like that, obviously Jordan Travis, they were able to rally together, do a common thing, get going. I think they won five of their last seven. So when you see how they're able to do that, promise, but it's a tough schedule. I think the toughest in the ACC, 1A, 1B with Georgia Tech, it's going to be a tough road.
1: So FSU, they've got their quarterback, Carolina, Carolina. That's another That's another QB battle right. up in Chapel Hill. Both guys look pretty good Yeah. on Saturday. What would you think of the deals? I
2: I think that, similar to Pitt, there's a long way to go before we yeah. find out. And I hope there's separation, because I don't think anybody likes a two-quarterback system. I don't think anybody likes being forced into a two-quarterback system. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think whoever's going to be the most accurate, whoever can execute this offense at the highest level, is going to be the, the quarterback that Coach goes with. And that may sound like common sense, but – He's big on accuracy, and I think if whoever can take care of that football is going to earn that right, uh, but I promise you, no matter who's the quarterback, get Josh Downs the football. I mean, he is so special. He is so good. The plays that he routinely makes right here on cue, um, it, it's exhilarating to watch, and, and I will say, Pack, as well, I, we need to challenge other guys on that team. We need to see other playmakers. It can't just be the Josh Downs show again because I have to think people are going to are double them. There's going to be a safety over top. They're going to try everything they can to prevent that young man from getting his. Now
0: I think North Carolina will figure out their quarterbacks. I think they got two guys. They'll get an answer there. But to me, the bigger question is what Gene Chizik does on their defensive yeah. side. They've got to be better on right. that side of the ball. Right.
2: And they have to just step up. Right. right. I've said this 100,000 times. It's so awesome what Carolina's doing in recruiting. And to celebrate that and all these five stars and defensive players. But we have to see results. Right. Like it's cool to talk about that on the back end, on social media, all that. But on the field, those guys have to take another step. And this is when you see it, right? Year three of, of a five star, you hope to see that, you know, kind of page turn. Okay, this is the real deal. You see explosive. You see dominant. This is the year to do it, and they have to.
1: Let's go up to Chestnut Hill. And I don't really want to hear your thoughts about BC's you know, quarterback Dracovic or their receivers. <laughs> they look great. You know what we want to talk about. You know where we, my get, heart we got is. the big man. You know where in my you. Heart is. We got Eric Mackley. Let's talk about Christian Mahogany <laughs> with that touchdown. Just your general thoughts and your reaction when you saw that big man. Score. Listen,
2: anytime that you see 300 pounds in the Wildcat, that's a great day. And I get excited. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's actually funny about that? Christian hit me up on Twitter and said, Hey, are, are you covering the game? I said, no, man, I'm, I'm in Clemson. Unfortunately, I won't be able to be up there. He said, oh, I guess you're going to see my touchdown on Sports Center, And there it is. Surely this was enough. pregame? He this was, was pregame. He, was hit. he already knew. He, Called he was a shot. speaking it into existence. And then, of course, the celebration. you got to respect right. the man doing a split <laughs> well, made air upside down. You know, we don't
1: understand what they're pantomiming. None of us have ever seen anything like that <laughs> in college, of course. But. Did you ever take a direct snap in college? You know what?
2: Let let me just tell you something. Can I have a moment here? Please. Um, Coach Dabo Sweeney, if you're watching, my biggest disappointment, my biggest regret is that you never let me take a Wildcat snap. (laughs) It all happened post Lane era. It's unbelievable. We do all this stuff with Christian and we're throwing screens to Mitch Hyatt. And my goodness, man, I could have been that. I could have been that for you, but whatever. It worked out okay. Someone tweeted at me. (laughs)
1: Earl Vaughn Jr. says...
2: The GOAT, by the way.
1: He says, Eric Macklin was a tight end at Jack Britt High School in Fayetteville, North Carolina. He caught 11 touchdown passes in high school, a high of five his junior year. There you go. I you mean, know? you know what about that? It.
2: I have a quarrel with that too. We were a running team. Listen, I was killing guys out there. I'm six foot five, 250 pounds. Like, throw me the ball more. What are yeah. we doing? Unbelievable. Your huddle tape is mostly blocking, you're saying? <laughs> I mean,
0: apparently, apparently, this Sweeney guy has no idea what he's doing. No, he bucks. doesn't.
1: <laughs> it's been a rough show for Davo. <laughs> All
0: right, let's fast forward the clock. We had six games on ACC Network on Saturday, we got four more coming up this yeah. weekend. The hype for Miami is legit, right? I mean, I mean the hype machine is crazy. Now, Miami's going to have to prove it, right? right? Can you walk it? That's going to be the question. They've got a quarterback. Though. It's
2: going to be a big question. And you talk about that hype. I mean, I, I would not be surprised if we see a preseason top 15, maybe top 10 from Ooh. Miami. I think that's where the hype train is going. And you talk, is it justified? We'll see. That's the reason we play the game. But when you have a quarterback coming back as exciting as Tyler Van Dyke, where at the end of the season, we're looking here like, okay, we have Kenny Pickett, we have Devin Leary, Sam Hartman, Sam Howell. Is he better than them? And he proved it out there. I mean, on the field, the way that he lit the college, ACC specifically, world on fire. I mean, look at that stuff. I mean, this this guy is freaky. And I think what we really saw, you have to give credit, you know, to that coaching staff that was there and Coach Rhett Lashley, Pat game one, it was very timid. It was very vanilla. And they opened that thing up, and TBD flourished. And so can he build upon that? Of course, losing a couple of key weapons, but, man, he's confident. He's a study machine. I, I had the privilege of speaking with Derek King, and he just said, listen, his habits, he's been working like he's the guy for the past year and a half. So now that he is, you know, how, what kind of steps can he take? Can't wait to watch that. But the hype train is going to be nuts for Miami.
1: That dude is awesome. You said confident. I mean, that's an understatement. We remember some of the press conferences. Yeah, NC State calling a shot. I'm like, dude, you're
2: about to get killed. And What does he
1: do? Go out there and deliver. He goes out and backs it up. With Cristobal at the helm, though, first year, I
2: mean, that's got to be exciting for them, too, right? No question about it. I can't wait to meet Coach Cristobal and and the staff. And, man, in general, the staff that they have put together, the commitment from Miami, Dan Radakovich there leading the helm and athletic director, the, the salary cap, if you will, that they have for that coaching staff. Staff. Um, There's a lot to be excited about. The fact that Coach is coming home uh, to his alma mater, to his school, he's a ground and pound guy. It's no nonsense. I actually love Pac. Day one of practice, you know, it's all about the swag and the turnover chain and rings and music and all. He said, "Cut it all out. We're playing football. We need to get back to football, and then all that other stuff might come." And I love it. I'm jacked up for that.
0: Well, he was on when he made his debut on the show. We asked him about his favorite walk-up
2: music. He goes, "I don't believe in any of that stuff." And I thought he was a psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Like, come on, give me something. But I bet that's how he is. Well, we
0: still need to get a walk-up song for Coach. So Coach (laughs) is watching. We're still looking for that. Uh, You know, we go to Switzerland, right? The Deeks. Here they go again. Old Dave Clausen just coaching them up, man. Bunch of guys nobody's ever heard of before. Yeah. That recruiting rankings, their <laughs> they're so 69th funny. or whatever they are. He doesn't care. He no. coaches them up. He developed. He can just flat out get it done. And old Sam Hartman's back. Yeah.
2: Well, one of the best coaches in the country. When you, when you look at what he starts with, what they end up as uh, from a student-athlete perspective, it's truly amazing. This wide receiver group is going to be fantastic. Taylor Morin, uh, a big Donovan Green is back from an ACL tear. And, of course, A.T. Perry, freaky of them all right there on cue again. Uh, And Sam, 50 touchdowns a year. I feel like nobody even gives that any type of credit. I think there's only two in ACC ever, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and then Sam Hartman does it last year. So when you're mentioning with those kind of guys, I mean, look out. And I don't know, I'm guilty of it too, man. Uh, We just right off wake. I mean, they were in the championship a year ago. They have pretty much everybody back offensively. And it's like, well, you know, it's Clemson and NC State, and it's they like it though. I promise they like
0: incorrect statement. You got to include Wake Forest. Exactly, exactly,
2: exactly.
1: You got to do it. So Miami and Wake kick us off ACC Network Saturday. We wrap up with two more first-year coaches: Virginia Tech and Duke. It's going to be a while. We think for the Blue Devils, Mike Elko, he's got a lot of work to do. But Tech, I mean, could the Hokies be pretty good this year in year one?
2: Who's quarterback? Right. Who's, who's going to be the guy? Who's going to be playmakers for them? Because they lost a lot of talent, a lot of ta- talent transferred out. Um, I, I think there are a lot of question marks offensively for Virginia Tech. Defensively, obviously, Holyfield coming back. I think that's a huge piece. Looks like he's sliding into the middle there for them as we're kind of looking at quarterbacks here. What, what I've heard so far is that Wells is probably going to be the guy. Now, Jason Brown has, has shown spurts, but everything that we're hearing is that – you know, Wells is, is gonna eventually step up and, and be the guy that's gonna be able to, you know, make some noise there. So I, I think just there, there's a long way to go for tech. But I love the staff. It's funny when when that first happened, we heard from from Witt, the, the A D there that we're going after a, a head coach, we're doing this, we're doing that. So I'm listing off these coaches I think would be great fit. And then they go hiring a coordinator. I'm like, who the heck is that? Who is this guy? <laughs> but the more I find out about him, the more I listen to him, the more research, I'm like, this is a pretty good fit. I, I like this. And so I think it's that old school Beamer ball, let's hit you right in the mouth type of mentality that this staff is going to have. Well, I like crystal ball.
0: I think Pryz did a nice job putting a staff together. Yeah. And how quickly that equates to wins, and <clears> losses—that's right. what we watch. That's and right. Put our feet up and see.
2: Listen, always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. Thanks Let you me crash online. the party. And
0: tonight, you're rocking it, right? We're
2: rocking it. NFL draft talk with my guys. Eddie Royal will be up with us uh, up in Bristol, so I'm gonna go ahead on a plane. And yeah. uh, what's the what's the temp up there? Do you have a jacket I can borrow? Or... <laughs> I oh, know and...
1: you don't own one. You don't own one. have 61, according to Brian. Oh, yeah, we're good. So. I'll
0: be in shorts. Is it American Airlines? Yes. Yeah, so what I time might, is the show?
1: Uh, 5 o'clock. I might not make it. No. Ooh. You'll be on the tarmac probably as uh, Jordan Cornett gets the party started. Greyhound,
0: Greyhound could get you there. I thought. <laughs> His wheels
1: up. Can I think give me that. Uh, oh, what yeah. I need. these two feet could get you there yeah. faster. There's no probably.
0: wheels up when you're spending 20 hours a day in the basement. Yeah. I can assure you, there's no wheels up. You have up. hours left over. I uh, that's exactly that I do have. I have hours <laughs> left over. Uh, here's what we got coming up though for you this weekend because if you loved this past Saturday with six. We got more college football coming your way, ACC style. High noon. It's all about the you. No walk up music necessary. TVD throwing dimes. Then you got the boys from Switzerland, the Swiss. The digs go at two o'clock. Coach Pride at four. And Mike Elko and Duke. Wallace Wade Outdoor Stadium, <laughs> 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Four pack for you on a Saturday, and you will be good to go. When we come back. Time for some conference cuts. In case you missed any of the coaches over the weekend, we got you covered. Hang tight with that. And Jenny Levy will join us coming up in about 15 minutes talk about the red-hot UNC women's lacrosse team that continues to win, win, win. All that coming up next. Packer and Durham right here on the ACC Network.
2: This is the Packer and Durham Podcast.
0: As we speak, just you can just go. Ahead. That's it. It's 9.21 a.m. He's supposed to be there by 5. It's American Airlines. So that's about a 50
1: 50 deal. <laughs> Port Chester and Fuller are already
0: missed. They're exhausted. They're like, man, what, too much activity. We got this new guy here, Drew Carter, chilling and grilling. Emacs coming and going as he plays. We're good to go. All right. Uh, it was a busy weekend, obviously, in ACC football. We had six games, four more coming up this Saturday, as you well know. Uh, so in case you missed anything, we want to get you up to speed. We're going to first start with Clemson and Dabo Sweeney. He was asked after the spring game if DJ is going to be the starting quarterback.
2: No, DJ's DJ's definitely our starter. Uh,
1: you know, he, he's he's had a great spring. He's not done anything to not be the starter. Uh, you know, Cade is... is is a really talented player. I mean, it's we got we got two guys I think can can win at a high level, just like when when Trevor and DJ were coming out of the spring. Uh, you know, so it's not often that you can say that, but I, I do have seen enough from both those guys to know that, and uh, so it's a it's a good
0: situation. Oh, a new scoreboard being put up in the back lot there.
1: <laughs> oh, that was your big takeaway from that soundbite. Yeah,
0: I mean, DJ is going to be the yeah. starter until proven otherwise.
1: Right, and again, you go back to. A few years ago, Trevor Lawrence and Kelly Bryant. I mean, we'll see. You know, EMAC was here talking about it a little bit. And you can't learn a whole lot from a spring game. But your eyes don't lie when you see Uyengale airmailing a guy on his first pass. Yeah, he can lose thirty pounds. That's great. He might look awesome. He might look like you, Pac-Man, oh, yeah. entering the meeting. It's not a good thing. But you gotta I mean you gotta be accurate. It's the name it's literally like the number one thing for a quarterback. You gotta be able to hit the guy in the numbers. And we'll see. If he if he can't do that in the first three games, Cade's gonna start.
0: We will see where that goes. That will be something worth keeping an eye on that defense, though, is legit. Uh Boston College, Jeff Halfley, was asked if he can take anything away from a spring game, whether it be this one or anyone on the planet Earth.
3: I think you'll take more of what we did in spring. I mean, we ran like three or four offensive plays today. We literally played two coverages and ran one pressure. Um, you know, the call sheets looked like index cards. So we were really simple. I think what you take away is, the guys came out and they were a little sluggish, sluggish to start. And I kind of said over the headsets that someone made a comment like, hey, we're not playing very fast. And I said, yeah, guys, we haven't been, on, we haven't been in the stadium. And some of these young guys have never been here and there's people here watching. Some guys are a little nervous. So the biggest takeaway is you gotta teach those young guys that you make practice harder than games, so when you go out there, you just play confident and let it go. Um, so that's the biggest thing, that it's a good teaching moment. The other thing that was really cool about today, at the end, we had a couple guys who don't get a lot of reps. One gets an interception, for t- gets an interception, and then Jack gets in at the end and makes all those plays to Luke. Um, if you noticed how excited our guys got for them, that's what I take away, how much this team cares about each other, enjoys each other, and not just for the superstars, but for the guys who show up that none of you even know but make plays. That's the, one of the biggest things, and I told the team that in the locker room after.
0: I'm a big Halfley fan. He, yeah, he just great. tells you like it is. I Man, We ran three be. offensive plays. What do you want me to
1: Hey, Straight up, and, and two coverages. It's always refreshing. When a guy is candid at a press conference, I also love. He's like, I got to finish my answer here before you ask another question. <laughs> right. It's very Aaron Rodgersian. Yeah, I'm not done. No, that's okay. I'm not done. Got
0: more to say. <laughs> I think they could be a sleeper though. I like their team. I do.
1: Everyone's a sleeper in April.
0: No, I get but I that. But but you know, listen, we're gonna get the Wake Force NC State, Clemson preseason top fifteen love. But I'm telling you, there's that cluster. That somebody will emerge from another group in the Atlantic and be really good. Well, Pack, is it kind
1: of similar to Pittsburgh last year? Experienced quarterback coming back. I northeast think I got ACC
0: school. There's a little symmetry there. I think so. Speaking of a USC transfer, Keaton Slovis, who could be the new man in charge of Pittsburgh, was asked about: Is he comfortable? New offensive coordinator Frank Signetti.
1: Yeah, yeah, really comfortable. He's a, a great mentor. Knows a lot about the game and. Uh, you know, I've really gotten to spend so much time with him in the film room and, uh, you know, watching our cutups of practice, but also watching NFL cutups of, uh, you know, the best guys in the world doing it. And that's, that's been so great for me to experience, to see, you know, the best players in the world do the thing, same thing that you're doing on the field every day, certain concepts. Hey, this is Eli Manning running drive. This is Aaron Rodgers throwing, you know, this concept. It's, uh, it's really cool and it's the same thing that we're being taught and, uh, you know, Sig's been around a lot of good ones. What do you can't, think? It can't be a whole lot changing in that Pittsburgh offense, right?
0: You, I, think? I, you know, I, like I told you earlier, I think Miami's going to get all the love and hype yeah. by the media in the, in the preseason and the summertime and all that stuff. Pittsburgh will sit back and sit there and go, oh, yeah, you guys tell me how great Miami is going to be. We got the belt. We're defending it. And you know what? They got a lot of pieces back. I right. think I think Pat Narduzzi will be very comfortable with where they will sit in the middle of the summer.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're guilty of it, Pack. We talk about quarterbacks a lot, I think. NC State and Pittsburgh are very similar. It's just you don't know about the quarterback, but Keaton Slovis, he's got as much talent as anyone. And I mean, coming over from USC, he was probably a five-star recruit. I think back no in the question. day. So, in that scheme, you got to think they don't change a whole lot from Whipple, right? In the first year under Signetti. They're scary
0: as well. I like their season starting with West Virginia and Tennessee, too. They get two great tests right out of the gate. That backyard ball being back. That's how it should be. Love everything about that. Uh, Speaking of NC State, Dave Dorn was asked if high expectations motivate the team, and he referenced a certain team in light blue from right down the road. Yeah, they're very motivated. You know, I think they've heard about what you're talking about since we got back and the the way too early everything. You know, I think – We've got to watch that happen across the road at that other school, and we understand that, you know, if you don't take care of business, it doesn't matter what people say about you. So our guys have a chip on their shoulder. <laughs> They're very motivated. Uh, we didn't
2: get to the you know, ACC championship. As you guys know, last year we got a lot to prove still. So I think you'll see a very motivated roster when we get back out there. What
0: school is he talking about? You uh, I I I think I know the yeah, answer to that, yeah, that question. question. Yeah. I'm not very good in trivia, but I can <laughs> answer that question for you. But that is something that NC State will have to deal with. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of people that are going to go jump on that bandwagon in the summertime,
1: right? I mean, that's the hot pick. You know, it's easy to pick Clemson. It's easy to, I guess, pick Pittsburgh because they won it last year, but. NC State, if you want to prove to someone that you know ACC football if like if you're out at a bar or something, be like, you know keep an eye on NC State this year, they bring back their quarterback in a lot of production. But I think the Wolfpack still feel slighted from what happened in the bowl game, I agree. And you know, these coaches are lunatics in a good way. So you might be thinking, hey, no one really disrespected you with that, maybe the NCAA, but you're not playing the NCAA in your games. But they'll use that as motivation, for sure.
0: Yeah, that NC State at Clemson game already feels big, oh. doesn't it? It just feels like a monster. Get your popcorn ready for that. Uh, there's no doubt about that. It's going to be good. All right, uh, quick break. When we come back, we'll talk uh, to Jenny Levy. Uh, heels are just rocking, man. Women's lacrosse, they have got it going on. And I'll tell you what, coach is as good as it gets. We'll get into it next. Packer and Durham. Drew, filling in for Wes. yeah guys right here on the ACC Network.
2: Packer and Durham.
0: Packer and Durham on a Monday. 844 SAY ACCN is the number for the program. I appreciate all the guests. Eric MacLean stopping by, having fun with us. Large Tiffany got the Virginia men's team rocking and rolling. And our next guest makes her third appearance on the show. And uh, all they've done is now won 39 straight regular season games. They just continue to rock and roll. Jenny Levy joins us from Chapel Hill. Coach, good morning, Always a pleasure to have you and congratulations on another great start.
4: Good morning, Thanks for having me.
0: So pleasure so far to be here. oh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, so far, so good. I mean, it just seems like I, I know it's not as easy as just, hey, we're gonna roll out there and win a game, but man, you just have such great, consistent teams.
4: Yeah, I you know I've got um, recruiting's great. I've got a great university, great support here at Carolina, great staff. Um, try to have some fun. Uh, obviously, the basketball team provided a lot of entertainment for the past month, um, which we thoroughly enjoyed. And um, besides that, yeah, we're trying to work hard and get better every day. A little coach talk, but that's the truth.
1: Well, Coach, 39 straight regular season wins. I know a lot of these games are big in the ACC, but how do you get your team up for every single game when you haven't lost a regular season one in three years?
4: Well, I didn't know that, first of all. <laughs> I, I, um, I I, don't know. We don't really talk about that because I, I wasn't even aware that that was a, a thing. Um, but, you know, I just think we try to enjoy where our feet are and – get better every day. And the recruiting process is so important for us to make sure that we're getting the right type of players that bring energy, have a passion for the game, and love being part of a team.
0: You know, it's interesting you say that because we talked about Dabo Sweeney earlier today about the lack of the transfer portal per se. We just got off the phone and and talked to Lars Tiffany, who talked about that delicate balance of building a team within it sounds very similar to what you're doing, that the character of the quality of student athletes got to be right for it to work.
4: Oh, 100 percent. You know, obviously, Carolina is a, a very sought sought out place in the recruiting process for many student athletes um, because of the quality of the education and obviously the success that we've had. But for us, it's really about finding the right the right people um, because you know, most of our guys are, are going to be professional and uh, something other than lacrosse. And so, you know, what your work ethic is, you know, what your sense of humor is, you know, what your team, how you like being part of a team. I just always loved being part of a team. It was like my one my one joy that, I, that was always consistent in my life. And so I try to replicate that here at Carolina.
1: Well, if you had to describe this team's personality, I mean, we see what they can do on the field, but the personality of this team, how would you describe it?
4: Uh, well, first of all, co- not having COVID, well, the COVID's still existing, but, like, the protocol last year, I thought, was really challenging for all coaches and teams. And and part of it is because you couldn't spend any time together. And so we are we are so lucky this year that we get to spend some time together on and off the field. We, we do a lot of team-building work, but um, – most of you know this team this year is is fun. They're goofy. We had a pregame practice or shoot around at, up at Syracuse, and um, you know my defensive coordinator Phil Barnes had a couple little things he wanted to add for the defense before the game. And so uh, all, the goalies were in their little spaces. The attacker was the attackers were playing a game, and they're in their own little space. They had another group of players that were playing another game. And there was just loud roars of laughter, fun, and they're all they were all playful. All the games were super playful, like silly little things that you made up on the fly with tennis balls, lacrosse balls, like whatever it was. So this team is playful. Um, they're loose, uh, and they're they're really well connected, and they're also really hardworking. So anything we do, there's there's a lot of humor that that seems to be following, a lot of laughter, and a lot of just like. I know, giving each other a hard time <laughs> all the time.
0: <laughs> Jenny, that sounds like our show. Yeah, that, that there's just, you know, yeah. we are loose to the point where, hey, by the way, you got to go to work at some point in time. Yeah. But you eventually get around to it and you go take care of business. Uh, Ortega's been unbelievable, right? And we've had her on the show. And, you know, we talk about Charlotte North all the time in this league because she scores like crazy. And Jamie's doing the same thing. Uh, you have coached a lot of great players. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you to c- qualify her because that's not fair to all parties involved, but what makes her so good?
4: Jamie Jamie is amazing, and she's obviously doing a lot right now as far as setting records and on her way to set records this season. She can dodge. She can feed. She can play off ball. Um, she's also super consistent competitively. She doesn't get too high, too low. She loves a big moment. Um, she's a great teammate. She's very like humble. She's she's kind of chatty and nice, and she just doesn't um, she doesn't strike you as a kid who's going to go out and just rip your eyes out. But she does, and so I just think she's got this unique balance um, of competitive fire and obviously really talented athlete, really talented lacrosse player with really high IQ. Um, and she's, she, this season, because of how much depth we have on the offensive end, you know, she's really willing to do anything. And so the balls found her stick, obviously, this past weekend up in Syracuse um, for her you know, point output. But there's other games she just might have, like, one goal and three assists, and she's fine with that, too. So um, she's really such a team player, but she's, she's been an awesome player to coach for five years, and we will miss her next year, that is sure. That is for uh, sure,
0: <laughs> Jenny. I don't know if I've ever heard an answer in which "chatty, nice, and will want to rip your eyes out" are all tied in <laughs> together in, in one descriptive term for a human being. Now that says it all about what she does on game day.
4: Yeah, she's just she's she's a really um, interesting athlete to coach, um, but she's been such a great athlete to coach for for five years and. And I actually think the ACC is full of just really talented lacrosse players, offensive lacrosse players this year. And, you know, I think that um, you know, whatever team wins this year, their offensive output down that final stretch is going to be great.
1: Jenny, we've got it up on the screen right now. Jamie Ortega, third in D1 history and goals. You mentioned that, you know, you don't know about the 39 consecutive regular season wins. Does Jamie know where she is on the all-time leaderboard? She's in kind of a race with Charlotte North right now. Is she aware of that?
4: Um, it, the, what they're in a race with Charlotte leaderboard as far as points this season.
1: Well, one of them's going to be the all-time leader in goals for their career in D one.
4: Oh wow, I didn't know that. Um, wow, you really
1: don't pay attention to that stuff, do you?
4: No, no. You ask my team people, the accolades that happen. During the season, we really don't talk about much because it's really about the team. And as well as the team does, as as well as the individuals are going to do. Yeah, I'm sure Jamie knows and I'm sure our team knows. um, But I, yeah, I don't know. It's terrible. I probably don't know. But um, I didn't know that that they were in the running against each other. Because I think as soon as you start focusing on that type of focus, you know, your focus becomes that, then it becomes, you know, individual. And, and I don't think you can win, win big with focusing on your individual um, accolades at this moment. And I know that Jamie's not doing that. And I, I don't know about Charlotte. I I I get to coach her on the national team this summer, but right now she's still a BC player.
0: (laughs) Jenny, Jenny, does this team remind you of any of the other ones that you've had that were just great teams?
4: I, you know, I've had a lot of great teams, some that have won championships and some that haven't. Um, but I I like my my senior leadership a lot this year. They are they're worker chickens. Um, they're in the trenches. They they do a lot of you know they they take care of their teammates. They they work with relationships off the field. Um, they spend time helping players on the field. So I I like I like the chemistry piece of this group. Starting with my my leadership. Uh, the tr- the transfers that we have in fell right in line. They're they're really spectacular individually as human beings, and then obviously great lacrosse players. So um, I don't know. that's hard to it's hard to answer that question. Each team has been so different, um, and even years like last year, we loved the team last year. We, we didn't end up with a national championship, but it was a great team, um, and that's our goal every year. Is really obviously we want to win. Last year's loss stung a lot. Um, And credit BC for their brilliant performance over the championship weekend. But um, it doesn't take away from all the little memories that you have as a group. And I think like we had last weekend, uh, we played Notre Dame and um, we had an alumni weekend. We had over 80 alums come back just to come back to Chapel Hill. It happened Then the final fourteen, The final four basketball game was that night. Um, It was an epic weekend in Chapel Hill. And I think. You know, just having so many alums that want to come back and be part of the program. And then you get this basketball game on top of it. Remember, it reminds them of like, oh, my God, this is why I came to Carolina. This is sick. Um, and like, can, can I sign up again for four years? I said, you still have to run. Remember that? And they're like, oh, yeah, maybe not. <laughs>
1: right. They have to be worker chickens again. I can't say I've ever heard worker chickens before. Oh. What does that
4: mean? Uh, well, I read uh, – um Margaret Heffernan I was listening to a podcast I followed a couple of her things over the past probably 10 years um, and she talks about social capital and there was a study that was done that she found in England um, worker chickens versus super chickens and and they st- and it was a six-year study and they had they had this group of worker chickens that they just kept as worker chickens and they studied them for six years and their they um, their productivity was just in in eggs laid. And then what they did with another group of chickens, they took the best chickens who basically are the ones that are laying the most eggs. They took them and they started to pull them out and make them into these super chickens. Well, at the end of a six-year study, there was only three of the super chickens left because they all pecked each other to death. And they created an environment where they couldn't be productive anymore. So we like to consider ourselves worker chickens where we can just get the job done, roll up your sleeves. Um, you know obviously we have a lot of talent, but we, we want a mentality of worker chickens, not super chickens.
0: Uh, have you passed this information on to Bojangles, a proud sponsor here of ACC Network? They, they might need to know about all this, Jenny.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will credit Margaret Heffernan, who I've never met. She's from England um, on some of this social social, we call it social capital. She calls it social capital um, and developing relationships within an organization. So, um, that's what I got. We talked about it a lot this year.
1: Let me get a three piece worker chicken on my way out. Of here. Not, not a super chicken, a worker chicken. <laughs> that's great.
4: <laughs> Let me know how that
0: goes. <laughs> the things you learn on this show, I swear. You know, you, you think you got it covered, and Jenny comes on and goes, 39 in a row, got nothing, got nothing for you that. But let me tell you about worker chickens and super chickens. I'll break this whole thing down for you. You just never know. Uh, all right. Uh, big, big picture. a whole study. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, big picture with the league. Where are we if you had to do, uh, if you were able to critique the conference, taking a step back? Where, where is this conference right now?
3: Oh,
4: my God. The ACC is outrageous right now. I mean, obviously, we, we go up to Boston in mid-March, and there's 6,000 people in the stands for a regular season game up there um, to see, you know, B.C. play Carolina or Carolina play B.C., however you want to put it. Um, it, was, it was a beautiful day up there, and it was electric, and the game was, was really, really packed with talent on both sides of the ball, and it was a great game. Um, and then we go up to play Syracuse, um, you know, last weekend in the dome, they've got 3000 people up there. Um, it was loud. It was packed. You know, Syracuse, unfortunately, you know, had a lot of injuries this season to some of their key players, but, um, they're still a hell of a team and really competitive and going to compete. Um, you know, I think we haven't played Virginia or Duke yet. Uh, but, you know, both of those teams are very capable of, of um, you know, battling for top spots. Notre Dame hasn't had a great season. They lost, I think, three one-goal games early on. Um, but they're packed with talent, too. And then you see Pitt win their first ACC, champion, uh, ACC game last weekend against Louisville. You know, I, I just think we've got some really talented coaches um, and you know, kids coming out of high school want to play in the ACC because it's the best. And, um, I, it's not going to disappoint. I think, um, the new coaches at, um, Virginia Tech in Kristen Wagbo, sorry, Wags, I forget your married name, but <laughs> he, I mean that, yeah, I mean, her team was, was much improved when we played them this year. Um, obviously Scott Teeter at Louisville, like. It's packed with really good coaches and really good players, and it's just getting harder and harder to navigate through, um, and I think the ACC tournament's going to be a war. Um, I think, unfortunately, we, we structured our tournament this year really crazy. where We're all going out to South Bend, but no one's leaving with a winner. Um, I personally was not in favor of that I'm just going to go on record but so we're going to go out and then there's a semi a quarterfinal and fi, semifinal games Friday Sunday and then the winners of that play the following weekend at the higher seats. so it's a little unusual um, hopefully we'll never do that again um, but will it is what it is and it's going to be a war for who gets the number one queen title for that for that ACC tournament this year.
0: Before we let you go, there is one question, though, that we must get an answer to. And that is, for you specifically, we've been asking coaches this for the last couple months, and we got to know the answer. What is your walk-up music? What's the one song to get you going in the morning, whether it be game day, going on a recruiting trip, coming on this show, dealing with super chickens, Uh, whatever the case may be? What's the answer?
4: Well, that's an easy one. I'm a big Eminem fan, and I like Lose Yourself, so... You know that's just one of those things more modern i cannot i tried it once to do it on a karaoke and got booed off the stage it was a really bad light <laughs> some guy was like here let me help you out and he yeah. came up and took the mic from me i said thank you i'll never do that again so um but i am a big eagles fan and the eagles came through just, I think, a month ago, and I couldn't make it. I was so bummed. Um, but I am a huge Eagles fan, Grateful Dead fan. But in today's modern world, Eminem's a little older, but I like Eminem.
0: You know what? Just to let you know, uh, great coaches think alike. You and Tony Bennett with the same selection. You and Tony Bennett from Virginia, oh, we- same selection. Oh,
4: yeah. We need to meet. You know, I'm a Virginia right. grad.
0: There you so
4: go. I- it, But I'm a big fan of, of his and what he's done at UVA for sure.
0: You got it. Listen, continued success. We always love having you on the show. We learn something like you and Lars Tiffany. We learn something every time you appear on the program. We appreciate it.
4: Oh gosh, Lars and I in the same category. That is that is a different stratosphere.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> will talk to you later. Be good. Thanks, Jenny. Right, bye bye. What a great coach, huh? Yeah. Big time. and uh, National coach on top of it. She's right. got it going on. A
1: chicken master, too.
0: Who knew, right? Super chicken, working chicken. They packed Syracuse to death on yeah. Saturday. Yeah, they sure did. Blackened chicken, grilled chicken. We got it all <laughs> covered. Uh, we we come back. We're going to come back with uh, a little bit of everything uh, because we've got a draft coming up. Got into it. WNBA. WNBA.
1: ACC is going to have
0: some love here in the top uh, picks, I think. I think so. Emily Angsler. Yeah. Kunane. Yeah. Coming your way tonight. Okay. We'll talk about it. Come right back to you. Drew Carter filling in for West Packer and Durham on ACC Network. Packer and Durham. A little dog walking music for you right there appreciate all of our guests Jenny Levy who just joined us Eric McLean was here in the basement and of course Lars Tiffany legendary men's lacrosse coach at the University of Virginia thanks to all of them for joining us um, before we uh, put the bow on this thing piece of cake right Come in and out yeah hardest I mean, parts American Airlines <laughs> it is
1: it's the hardest part shout out to American I think Eric McLean is he could be dead by now no he might have crashed the plane um <laughs> Yeah, it's good. You know, she mentioned you lose yourself there, Jenny Levy. That's her walk-up song. My palms were a little sweaty coming in. I was a little nervous. Really?
0: Yeah, I mean, West Durham's a legend. You know, this is a, a big this, chair to fill. I've told folks this is the easiest show ever. It, is. it really is. again, yeah. I'm, I'm talking as a man that walks 16 steps down from from breakfast in the morning to do a TV show. But between the dogs, and I mean, that's why we have on our way to winning our third Sports Emmy as the best live sports show in a basement with dogs. <laughs> we just got, I mean, ESPN just put out their list of, what, 42, 43 uh, Emmy nominations. They, right. they always leave us off. I'm not sure why they do that, but, yeah. you know, we got an Emmy right here. See, there's the Emmy right there. There it is. Yeah, right, it's right. right and it's got a fencing helmet over the top. Yeah, Packer Endurance. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 2020 question mark? Is No, that I what mean, sense? we keep
0: winning it. I don't I want to put it and make it official. It's just the one year. We're going to try right. to win our third Third in a row, right there it is. See, yeah. see that on TV.
1: That makes sense. Twenty twenty question. That's sports morning. Emmy. No, it's been great. I mean, I've been petting a dog and uh, surfing the web while doing the show. What else can the you dream, do that? You know, I mean, what else can you do that? This is the best. And Free all coffee. I mean, yeah. And this, can I keep this mug? By the way, oh, you can keep that one. They don't hook me up with any sweat. Well, I
0: would give you a packer and Derm, but We don't have them. <laughs> that's why. I mean, they really are in demand.
1: They're in demand. I want to. I just. I want an Emmy. Like if when you guys win. Again? The award, yeah. I mean, again? We have so many. I, maybe you Wes can. Wes is in denial.
0: One. He says we've never won one. I'm I, I, sitting right over here collecting right.
1: dust. It's it's clear. I, I'm looking at it right now. The real one. Well, thanks to everyone who's who's tweeted at me at Drudel25. I appreciate it. I should probably change my. Aaron Katzman
0: said, by the way, you were the first pick that's, to fill in. That is not true. That's what, that's what, that's what the text He's, was from he the said, boss.
1: He said I was a lottery pick. There are 14 picks on the lottery, and I, I think I was a late lotto.
0: Just telling you. By the way, speaking of the draft, uh, tonight there will be some ladies yeah. who have their lives changed.
1: Emily Angsler, Alyssa Kunain from the ACC, NC State and Louisville, could be top six WNBA draft picks. I love Lorela Kubai's game. I mean, she can do so many things for you, especially defensively. Triple-double machine. Maya Dodson out of Notre Dame. Would have been nice if she got the extra year to come back and play for the Fighting Irish, yeah. but she's going to make some money playing pro. I mean, the ACC – it is a powerhouse league and a bunch of sports, as we talked about. Women's Hoops, no exception.
0: Uh, and been a joy to watch all of those ladies play. Yes. Terrific. And, Absolutely. by the way, Notre Dame is going to be loaded next year. Neil Ivy, now, I'm telling you, she's, she's waiting yeah. to pounce again. Wes doing a great job. Jeff Wallace, the rest of the crew. Um... Jane, Jane Garden's coming back for Virginia. That's for good Virginia. news for the Hoos.
1: And uh, big news, by the way, uh, recruiting rankings, they're 10th according to 24-7, their class of 2022. Uh, you brought that up, actually. You looked it up. You love recruiting rankings. Oh, I really am on top he, of it. He's always said stars matter. Um, you love speculating about oh, the roster. There's nothing better. There's <laughs> yeah.
0: nothing better than worrying about what a 17-year-old is going to do. Right. That's true. And tweeting at them too. And on top of that. Yeah. Makes it great. Well listen, I enjoyed it, man. I hope we can do it again. Thank you, brother. True Carter, filling in for Wes, he'll be back, I'm assuming, tomorrow. If not, will just hang tight. Your flight's gonna be late <laughs> in <yeah. laughs> it's Great right. job by everybody in Bristol. We'll catch you guys on a Tuesday. Packer Durham right here on ACC Network.
3: Hacker and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371.